Play fake. Young goes deep middle. He's got Jerry Rice. Touchdown 49ers. Welcome to another edition, the last edition of the 49ers Family Podcast, where three generations of 49ers fans break down the game each week. And hear from Grandpa Mike as he shares personal experiences since he became a fan in 1949. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my dad, Jared, and my Grandpa Mike, and we are a 49ers family. All right, we made it to the week that we're not breaking down a win in the playoffs. Unfortunately, the Eagles beat the Niners 31-7 to and what really wasn't much of a game uh, past the second drive, because we all know what happened in that second drive. Mr. Irrelevant turned rele- relevant. Brock Purdy injured his elbow, uh, wasn't able to return to the game, proved how valuable he was because Josh Johnson, a 15-year vet, looked lost and even dropped a perfect snap. Um, and the Niners really didn't have much of a chance uh, after that. I mean, it would have taken many miracles for it to happen. As much as I love the Niners and the defense and Christian McCaffrey, you could tell he was just, he was, he wanted to believe that, he, that they could will it out. It was just, it was going to take many, many miracles for that to happen. So unfortunately, season comes to an end, but what a ride it's been. Um, today's episode, we're going to break down the Eagles game a little bit. Uh, whatever what we can and then uh, get a kind of talk about the season overall and recap the season and the bright spots Um, and then we'll each share a favorite memory Uh, so but let's get let's maybe get the get the not fun part out of it Uh, dad what were your thoughts of the Purdy injury of the game overall Um, yeah what were your thoughts well, yeah, it was super disappointing, uh, you know, watching how he was hit in on that second drive in the first quarter um, and seeing uh, the angle in which he was hit at with his elbow. I was really concerned that he had most likely torn a ligament in his in his arm uh, on the inside of his elbow. Um, and sure enough, that's what happened. He, you know, he couldn't throw the ball after that more than 10 feet. Um, he had no strength in it whatsoever. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, just a bummer. It's kind of like our season, uh, the wheels just came off and we, uh, we were riding one really, really good wheel, but we had, that was our last wheel. Um, so, uh, we got Johnson in there as our number four and, uh, he was running for his life and he looked like, um, uh, you know, like maybe a high school quarterback to me out there, to be he honest. Like a, he looked like a rookie quarterback. It oh, totally. The, 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 the roles were flipped. Yeah, totally. So, and then he gets hit and goes down with the concussion at some point, And then we're down to no quarterbacks. Christian McCaffrey's our backup. Potentially he's thrown, he threw a, used to play quarterback in high school or something. I don't know, but, um, but then Brock Purdy said, hey, I can hand off the ball. I just can't throw it. So Brock's in. He knows the plays. Um, so um, the whole defense kind of can come up within 10, 12 yards of the line right. of scrimmage and stack the box. And uh, 
the game's over basically. So, you know, I had several people talk to me this week and say, I'm so sorry to hear about the 49ers and, you know, Philadelphia game. And I said, you know, as far as taking the loss, it was actually after Brock went down and easy to take the loss because there's nothing more we could have done at that point. Our, our season had come to an end. We, we were prepared. You can't prepare for injuries like that. So, um, and we didn't have a backup. So, um, uh, it was, it was sad seeing the season in that way, but at the same time, we had a, a tremendous season. Um, we, yeah, I think we exceeded expectation it would have been nice to stay healthy and beat Philadelphia. And just looking at how Philly played, I think they were definitely beatable. They didn't do anything super, um, amazing or, or anything we couldn't have handled. Um, but once we were very predictable and we also had Bosa, he had a little injury at some point. Warner had an injury at one point. Um, we were kind of banged up and just the, the spirit of our team had been ripped out of us with Brock Purdy being out. So um, all in all, I think it was a great season. Uh, we just got to be able to finish uh, next time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, those are my thoughts on the game. Not a whole lot to talk about. I wasn't, um, I think we were just, you know, trying to uh, get out of there without too much, too much damage after that. So. Right. Yeah. It was, it was unfortunate the way it ended. I mean, I think we all wanted to see kind of the top two teams in the NFC because no, undoubtedly it was the top two teams in the NFC and although we were on the road, I thought we totally stood the chance, even with the rookie quarterback. Uh, and I mean, besides that fluke fourth and three catch that actually wasn't a catch that ended up in a, in a touchdown, you know, we Brock Purdy before his injury was two for two. Uh, we were moving the chains and, uh, you know, I like I was not thinking, oh, shoot, what's going to happen here, you know? Uh, so it's unfortunate the way that happened, but it's football. It's a gladiator sport. Um, and I mean, as much as the Eagles didn't really impress much, they didn't make any crazy plays or anything. They made one big play and that was to take out our quarterback, um, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And that's, that's the way the, the cookie crumbles, I guess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, great season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just been super uh, super fun so uh <clears throat> grandpa you know talking about the season overall what are some of the bright spots that you thought of um because what a journey it's been yeah <clears throat> well i sit here <clears throat> with my box of kleenex and i don't <laughs> and i don't have a cold um but there is there is lots to be proud and excited about <clears throat> and i always have to tell myself um, at the end of the year, that there's 32 teams in the NFL, and that 31 of them either don't make the playoffs or lose their last game. Now, you can look at that a couple of different ways. And I choose to not believe there's one winner and 31 losers. But my team actually had a really good year. They were 15 and 5, and we had lots of accomplishments. And let me just go through some of those to make us feel a little better. <clears throat> so we had the top rated defense. We won 12 games in a row. We beat Seattle three times. We beat the Rams twice. 
We beat Dallas. We led the league in turnover differential with a plus 13. And then we upgraded our team in many positions. Um, we overhauled the offensive line. And remember at the beginning of the season, we were concerned. We didn't know how they play. Um, we replaced both safeties, Tart and Jimmy Ward, right. and with Hufenga and Kipson. And they came with nine interceptions. I mean, that, it was huge. The Tart member dropped the ball against the Rams. Yep a year ago in the championship game. And then we had the McCaffrey trade. Um, Nick Bosa is going to be the defensive player of the year. He had 18 and a half sacks. And then we found this guy sitting on the bench holding a clipboard by the name of Brock Purdy. And, you know, he was the last guy picked in the seventh round. Um, so we've improved our team in many areas. It's, it really was a very good year. Um, <clears throat> started off slow and we had some bumps in the road, even going back to Debo's, remember Debo's demand for a trade? I mean, yeah. that's like years ago, but, <clears throat> and John Lynch handled that beautifully. And then there was the Jimmy situation where he said goodbye to everybody, you know, after the rim loss. And um, when had shoulder surgery, and there were nine teams that replaced their quarterbacks, and Jimmy would have been one of them had he, you know, not had surgery. <clears throat> so he kind of lingered on, and you know, the season, the preseason was starting, and he was still there, and they even gave his agent permission to go. And it didn't happen. And it's fortunate that it didn't for us, as it turned out, because Trey Lance got hurt in the second game and Jimmy carried us for the next, what, whatever it was, seven or eight games. So we have a lot to be, it was a good year. Um, we, we have, you know, one of, the, one of the best teams in the league and we're going to be back knocking at the door next year. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll add to that, you know, Kyle Shanahan is getting a lot of flack uh, for whatever reason. I think it's totally un unwarranted and undeserved uh, because, you know, three NFC championships in four years, uh, the job that he's done with this roster with three quarterbacks um, this year and getting us to this point, um, there was one reporter that was even so bold to ask him today, uh, like, does he think there's a reason why his four quarterbacks got hurt in one year? And if it's his play calling, essentially what he's suggesting, his play calling is getting his quarterbacks in trouble. And yeah. Yeah. it was it was a stupid, stupid thing. But I like let's shut all of that down and say, you know, we're not the team that we are with without Kyle Shanahan. And um, and you know, to add, you know, John Lynch, uh, John Lynch uh, confirmed that he is in it for another year uh, today. So that's fantastic news. Um, and even hearing some of the guys, uh, I know I'm getting into some of the offseason talk, but it's related to this season, is, is just the state of the franchise itself that Mike McGlinchey wants to stick around if the numbers work. Jimmy Ward, another unrestricted free agent, wants to stick around if the numbers work. The fact of the matter is, yeah, probably 
neither of them are going to be around because the numbers aren't looking so good. Um, and you have to play that, you know, salary cap, uh, puzzle, if you will. Um, but I just love rooting for a franchise and always, I've always been proud to be a Niners fan because yeah, there's, you know, there's not, no, there's no such thing as a perfect organization. Uh, there's ups and downs and bumps and bruises and stuff, but right now where the organization is, is amazing. Even now with D'Amico Ryan's going to the, to the Texans, uh, you know, we got to fill a defensive coordinator position. He might poach a couple, couple more coaches, but the culture, the franchise, everything that Shanahan and Lynch have built, I trust that we will find the next guy. Um, and they will keep the momentum going that D'Amico has created because D'Amico six years ago was a quality controlled coach. Like that is the lowest rung possible. That's where you start when you are a former player. Yeah, he was, he was a pro bowler himself. Um, and he was a good player. So that obviously, you know, gives him some, so uh, a head start, but, you know, I think it says a lot, just the coaching tree that has already stemmed from Kyle Shanahan, uh, the franchise, the players that want to play for this franchise, uh, getting to the NFC championship th three times the last four years. And I think it's like six times in the last 11, uh, I think it is, or, it, it's, you know, proud to be a Niners fan. Uh, this season is another reason uh, definitely to be proud. Yeah. And they do a lot of things internally. I mean, we not only have a great coaching staff and you, you know, one of the telltale signs is there's three years in a row that one of our coordinators <clears throat> became a head coach. And it, the same thing happens in the front office. We have people right. that, you know, have moved out of our front office and become general managers or whatever. So the Niners just have quality top people. And it's going to help us actually in the draft because we drafted away or we traded away our number one, you know, for Trey Lance yep. and our two, three, and four for Christian McCaffrey. And <clears throat> So a team starts out with seven draft picks and we went down to three and we're now at 11. So we're going to, we're going to have 11 draft picks in April. I mean, they're just amazing. They really, in every area, they're, you know, phenomenal. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to see, you know, what, you know, what, what happens next year. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the as as much as we're losing some some key pieces, uh, the I would say the most important pieces are are going to be around. Um, and Shanahan even noted that, you know, in his presser that that you know our playmakers, all the playmakers that we talked about all year, are all going to be back next year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, <clears throat> this this is a, a you know a franchise built. Uh, this is our window. It's a bummer that we didn't get to the Super Bowl this year, but we should be hopefully right back knocking uh, on the Super Bowl door uh, next year as well. Yeah, I want to just touch on that just briefly, Josh. What you were saying, I couldn't agree with you more. Just and we talked about it throughout the season. Just the culture of this franchise, this organization, the system. Um, it is um, very deep and very rich um, from a player standpoint. The players love the culture, love the organization. 
it is uh, just professional and um, everybody's held accountable there. They go to work every day um, in a way that um, is different than a lot of teams. So I think it's actually a, a great landing spot. I think it has the 49er franchise has a, good, a great reputation in the league. Uh, obviously, the coaching tree speaks for itself and what it's uh, produced. Um, but yeah, just the the franchise, the 49ers are here to stay and they are um, just respected and uh, kind of just a first class organization um, and kind of sets themselves apart from, you know, most of the league. So anyhow, we have a lot to be thankful for and they're going to build and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to to kind of turn it off for a little bit and go through the off season, but we have a lot to look forward to and I'm excited about it. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> All right. Well, <clears throat> would love to hear your, each of your favorite memory. Uh, you could even share a couple uh, favorite memory, favorite game, favorite play, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, would love to hear, what you, what you guys have, and I know um, you probably already thinking about this already. So I'll, I'll start with you, Grandpa. Favorite memory game, something from the season. Well, my highlight of the year, uh, and it wasn't even close, is I got to go to a game in October. It was the 49er Ram game. And when SoFi Stadium was built three years ago, I promised myself that in the first two years, I would go to a game. And then COVID hit and that, but um, so I got to go see the 49er Ram game and the Rams actually were favored in that game and we killed them. So that was, that was good. Uh, and um, it was, it's a beautiful stadium. I mean, they can say easily it's the nicest stadium in the world. Cost five and a half billion, where stadiums typically cost one and a half billion. So yeah. it's just uh, unbelievable. So that would be my favorite um, memory. Also, I just am so happy that we found Brock Purdy. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of it's locked but also we have a really good scouting department and so it's probably a combination of both but the fact is that we have this guy and you think of what other teams go through and they're and some will now again every year it happens they you know they've got to upgrade their quarterback position and they go out and spend 20 million dollars a year and here we pick this guy in the seventh round. So there's gotta be a lot of owners that are asking their general managers, why didn't we fight? Why didn't we draft him? And there's no answer to that. <laughs> it's, you know, um, it's a little like Tom Brady. He had really bad, poor marks at the combine, you know, but he turned out to be, you know, phenomenal. And, Brock Purdy has some magic to him. Um, he, you know, so, so our future is bright. So my, my, my favorite memories would be 
attending the Ram game in October and um, finding Brock Purdy. Right on. Yeah, I would. And as far as my favorite memory, I think it really, to be honest, was um, attending the Rams game. We were in the end zone and we were like two rows up you know, from the, the, the field. And um, Jimmy Garoppolo rolled to his right and Christian McCaffrey ran, you know, into the end zone and threw a ball up. Christian McCaffrey caught it like right in front of us. The crowd went crazy. That was Christian McCaffrey's yep. first touchdown of his season with the 49ers. And he went on to throw for one, run for one, and he caught that one. So um, Christian, he had a trifecta as far as touchdowns, but that was, uh, that was definitely by far, um, you know, the highlight of the season from my perspective. So, um, that was really, really fun. Um, and then, yeah, finding Brock Purdy, he just, he, he had the, it factor. I could just, you know, what I say is I saw it in his eyes, you know, whatever, but I watch people's demeanor, their confidence, how they handle themselves. And, and within seconds or minutes, you kind of can, I can tell the kind of character integrity of a player, just, you know, how much of a gamer he is. And I felt I wasn't, I wasn't flinching at all with him in there. I think a new, um, uh, type of uh, metric maybe for the scouting is find, uh, you know, like a, a four-year quarterback in college that was like in top 20 or 25, you know, every year, if you will, program. I mean, Brock Purdy, his biggest asset is his experience over four years playing for Iowa State. Um, and, uh, he was a gamer for four years, played in big games, and he's been able to carry that over the NFL and uh, just kind of bust through a lot of, you know, kind of the, the normal metrics used to evaluate quarterbacks in the NFL. So um, there's that little it factor, I think, that that those kind of changes in the way they, they evaluate some. They might be able to find some diamonds in the rough, but... Um, yeah, those are just a couple, couple of my thoughts. Um, also, I think just looking back at the season, what sticks in my brain a little bit is George Kittle and uh, the excitement he brought to the, the, the team day in, day out, each game. Brock, Pur or, uh, Brock Purdy to, to Kittle over the middle, you know, ending with the circus catch this year. That's the, my final kind of vision of, of Kittle, but he is the he's like the the little engine or the powerhouse in you know on the team reminds me of like would be for the warriors like green you know for the warriors you know just kind of the how he um he's the emotional edge that keeps everybody their head in the game and kittle is his uh is just awesome in that regard so um and then Christian McCaffrey put a quarter in him and he'll, he'll get you a first down. I mean, the guy is a machine. Um, I just love that kid, his ethic, his work ethic, and just the quality people that the 49ers have put on their roster. It's a high quality individuals, you know, um, yeah. they're great athletes, but they're just high quality individuals and that culture and that kind of, you know, player, um, uh, they can they can do great things and they did so
those are my thoughts yeah <laughs> awesome thoughts um i love it it's, it's fun to kind of just think back on the season and think about you know everything that's happened um i agree with everything that you guys have said and i'm trying to think of my own um you know hi <clears throat> i mean obviously what are, what are some things some things top of mind uh you know i think seeing brock purdy light up the buccaneers and win that game against tom brady 35 to seven was pretty special. It's just like, wow, is this kid like for real? I think he is. And then to follow that up with a short week going into Seattle on the road, beating them, um, and then putting up three straight weeks, 37 points, 37 points, 38 points. It was just like, what is this? This is just insanity. Um, and, and it's just, it was just such a fun ride. And then within there, you know, I'll also call out that the defense played lights out. Uh, you know, we haven't even talked about them yet, but Hufanga, <laughs> what a surprise he was. Gibson, what a, what a surprise he was. Getting Charverius Ward, getting uh, even seeing the progress and growth with D'Amador Lenore in the, in, the, in the final three games of the season. It was like, okay, this guy's actually improving. Like, they're targeting him, and he's getting better. He had multiple interceptions in the last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just seeing the ever-presence of, of Fred Warner, uh, the physicality of Dre Greenlaw, that they are well established as probably the top uh, linebacker duo in the league now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dre Greenlaw de- deserves to be considered a you know top linebacker. We are not the same team without him. When he got hurt, it was <laughs> like, a, oops, uh, shoot, we gotta you know cover ourselves there. And then Nick Bosa, you know, I think <clears throat> you know one of our with whatever money we have left, if we can get creative at all, at all, we have to find a partner on the other side for Nick Bosa. Because if we do, that that is where we could get really scary, um, is partnering somebody on the other side that can rush the passer and demand attention over there. Because uh, even though he had 18 and a half sacks, he, he could have had 23, 24, 25 um, if we were getting severe pressure on the other side. So, uh, but, so, I mean, just tons, uh, tons of high points and favorite memories. It was, you know, just such a good season. It's so fun to be able to follow it, to be able to do this podcast with you guys, our 49ers family, um, and just really get into the weeds of all the analytics and pay even more attention than, than I normally do. I'll be completely honest there. Uh, it's It's been uh, so 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 fun to do with you guys it has this has been great for me um i don't know if the all of the the thousands of people that are listening to this they realize we're actually in three different places josh is in utah and jared and i are actually in temecula california which um is about 600 miles south of san francisco but um we are fans so, yeah, the outlook, the future is, is very bright. We have to sign a couple of people. Um, we're going to take on McCaffrey's salary, which is going to be 20 million. The cap did go up 16 million. Um, but we, yeah, we have to sign Bosa. And, but they always figure out a way. So I, I don't worry about it. It's big money. Um, it's kind of like 
it's not there. We don't have it. And then a week later, they sign them. So that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I'm very, very proud of the Niners. Very proud. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, I don't think I'm not going to say no, uh, but I don't think we'll have any off-season content for you all. But if we do, you know, you'll probably get a notification if you're on Apple Podcasts or, or whatever. Um, but it's been one heck of a ride. Uh, it's been one heck of a season, ups and downs, and a roller coaster around. Uh, but still, until next time. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.